This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, we're talking to Carissa and Adam King of the Dear Young Married Couple podcast, and we're going to be talking about the importance of spirituality and the role that has to play in your marriage. All right, let's go. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Podcast. We're super excited to have Adam and Carissa King of Dear Young Married Couple Podcast. What's up, you guys? Hey, hey we're so good excited to be, here. to be here. We love what you guys do, so we're glad to be part of it. Right awesome. on. Uh, we got to visit a little bit because we uh, came on your show, and we also did yes. some you know, pre-production yeah. talking, so it feels like, okay, getting to know these guys, that's pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah. And, which is really cool, and we love what you were doing. So, if you could just introduce yourselves uh, individually and then, of course, coupled together and what you guys are doing now. Sure. Sure. My name is Adam King, and um, we are a coach therapist team. I'm a coach. My wife is a therapist. And for the last, what, three years? Well, we've been married for 12 years and almost 13. Mm-hmm. And, Good uh, job, babe. <laughs> I know. I, I'm looking at my wife right now going, uh, Did I get it right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we started about three years ago, started a um, podcast, Dear Young Married Couple, which was an outgrowth really of a lot of the coaching we were already doing because we were involved in ministry in our church. I was a youth pastor for a while, heavily involved with music, was a piano teacher forever. And so, uh, you know, that kind of stuff goes together Mm -hmm. and um, founded Dear Young Married Couple, which is kind of why we're here today and why we met you guys. Yes. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Carissa and I'm a marriage and family therapist uh, for about 10 years now. And um, we have two kiddos. They are, uh, our our son is almost two. And then I'm our daughter say they're three. wild and crazy. And they're yeah. wild and crazy, <laughs> <laughs> which makes life so fun and crazy. 
Um, we love helping couples get intimately connected, mm -hmm. um, get adventurous and find purpose. And so those are our three core tenets of Dear Young Married Couple. Um, we take couples out on Jeep retreats for two on two intensives. We Ooh. love that part of what we do. Um, we take them out backpacking. Um, we do a lot of marriage retreats. We're all over the world speaking and empowering couples through healing, through growth, and love that part of what we do. And then we see clients here in Sacramento online now um, mm -hmm, since the right. pandemic. But all over the world. All over the world. <laughs> and um, that's, our, that's our nine to five. And we love that as well. That awesome. is awesome. I, I knew that you guys were down in California. Where did you go to school? I'm just kind of curious, nerding out on marriage and yeah. therapy stuff. So uh, at Sac State first and mm -hmm. then um, transferred when we were youth pastoring up in Oregon um, to oh, Eastern cool. Oregon University. And right then um, I am now uh, almost finished with my PhD in theology at wow. Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. Wow. Holy that's cow. Awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of schooling. Yeah. Highly educated, which is yeah. great. So yeah, when, when we really like it when we interview couples who are really passionate about marriage yes. and then also mm -hmm. bring that that education kind of academic-based mm -hmm. stuff in there too right. because it's sure. like, okay, this this can be a science and there's tons of good research out there. Yeah. Doctors mm -hmm. John and Julie Gottman and you know yep. a thousand other yeah. people. So we really like yeah. that aspect of it too. Aww. So let's dive in. This might be a little bit of a different conversation, but it spurred from conversations that we have just it seems like they they keep on coming up and mm -hmm. up and up with our mm -hmm. coaching clients right. about the power of spirituality, mm -hmm. but not only spirituality, but so we we are, we're Christian. I know you guys are Christian, mm -hmm. so we uh, have a worldview through through that lens. Yes. But it's yeah. also a little different because I've just had different experiences of travel and different uh, mm -hmm. uh, communities I've worked with. And I come from the South, y'all. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Bible Belt. Bible, Bible Belt, Belt yeah. South Carolina. Very, there's a church literally on every corner. Right, right. And it was very That's black true. and white. But yeah. in my move to Seattle and all this other stuff that I've done, it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This stuff is gray. And it's still very, very powerful and relevant. Right. Um, in not only just in the Christian aspect of it, but the, okay, there's something bigger than us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're, we're, I'll probably use a, a lot of different language. And if you guys are like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really subscribe to that. That's fine. It's just, it's just right. a conversation. Mm -hmm. But we found right. the, the need for that and yeah. the, the need to talk about it and be very uh, vulnerable and open and upfront about it with our coaching right. clients yeah. and the benefit yeah. that comes from that. So yeah. And this it's is just, again, it's something that go. keeps coming up with our clients and then in our own lives too. Like when we walk away from, or, or even sort of drift unintentionally away from this, uh, like a faith-based uh, prayer-based model, a higher power or a God-centric model, whatever that looks like, we find mm -hmm. that stuff falls apart. Mm -hmm. So it seems like y'all are the two best people to talk about <laughs> with this stuff. You said you were an you were said you were sorry earlier, Adam. No, you said you're an apologetist. An apologist. Yeah. Apologist. Yeah. Talk more yes. about that. Actually, talk about your two sort of your theological side of thing. I don't even know what the right word is to say. Sure. Um, so I'm a Christian. And um, I said an apologist. Yes. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that I'm sorry, even though sometimes I need to apologize. <laughs> but the, the, it comes from the Greek word apologia, which is uh, found in the, the Greek New Testament. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says, uh, Be ready always to have an answer for every man that asketh the reason for the hope that is in you. Mm. The word there, uh, have an uh, answer, is the Greek word apologia, which means a ready defense. So be ready to give it, not just I believe it, but like, well, why? 
Why mm-hmm. do you believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. Give me the reasons why. Is I mean, is this founded in reality or is this just wishing upon a star? Mm-hmm. Is this, you know, equivalent to believing in unicorns and dragons? <laughs> um, so that's that's part of the apologetic training. So um, mm-hmm. just to give you a little bit of insight, I have my bachelor's in philosophy from the University of the Pacific, and then I have a, a master's in apologetics from, so, Biola. from Biola University in nice. SoCal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's great because I don't often share this background because you know we're very much focused on marriage mm-hmm. and personal development, um, and with our clients. Um, I always try to find out very quickly what, if they're a Christian or not. Mm-hmm. That way I could pull. And here's what I mean. Um, and I think this is why you guys are bringing it up. It becomes a very central issue mm-hmm. if we do have some sort of moral compass to work from. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here we go, some philosophy. But Dostoevsky said that uh, without God, all things are permissible, mm-hmm. meaning that there's no objective morality that points us one way or another. Um, and I think Hume made this really good point. Okay, now stop me if I get way too deep, but <laughs> oh no, it's good. It's called Hume's guillotine. He says you can't get an is from uh, or an ought from an is. Mm-hmm. So we look at we look at nature and nature uh, and science says that um, science just says what is, mm-hmm. but not not how we ought to use it. For instance, science will say this uh, poison in my grandmother's tea will kill her but it won't it won't say whether i ought not to do that or not uh, right. and of course people like sam harris and some people might argue but it's very difficult to get that that um that ought right if we ought do it now why go you know such a gruesome analogy adam <laughs> i don't know because it sounded cool no uh, john lennox gives that one so i stole that from him um but with coaching it's very difficult to to set, tell uh say one one say the wife just for to give an example doesn't like her husband looking at pornography and they're not faith based and that really she feels degraded she feels an object she feels all this stuff mm-hmm. But he likes it. Mm-hmm. How do I tell him no? Well, mm-hmm. your wife doesn't like it. Well, he does like it. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a standoff, mm-hmm. right? And these are the kind of situations that we get to in in the counseling office that really becomes uh, kind of a, a push against the, well, who's going to cave? Right. And, yeah. and when I don't feel like caving, what then? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to keep this person in a, you know, in a in a helpful environment or yeah. keep our marriage in the way that we could both agree on. Mm-hmm. Our, so what's happening is they're not shared values. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a very difficult place to have mm-hmm. in a marriage. And John Gottman, he's the foremost researcher in marriage. You guys are familiar with him. He's up in mm-hmm. your area. Um, he has done a lot of research on this area um, and it comes down to the dream behind the conflict. Mm-hmm. And so we're both Gottman trained. We do a lot of this work with couples and 
the dream behind the conflict has to do with your value system. It has to do mm. with your experiences, your trauma, but it has to do with your value system. And if you can get to the top of Gottman's house, which is the shared meaning and purpose, and you can come and you can align your values, then you're going to be a lot more fruitful as a couple. You're going to get to um, I, what we talked about in the podcast we recorded with you guys. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to get to that zone of genius mm-hmm. when you can align right. your values. And so if you can't actually have a shared value around a certain topic, such as pornography exposure or a parenting issue that you're trying to work through, and, and you don't have uh, the ability to come alongside and figure out where do we share value here and how does that link to a bigger meaning and purpose outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. um, then it just becomes about compromise and that's pretty shallow. Right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I, I love that you talked about the, the the shared values. We also talk about a shared vision and yeah. We have to establish that fairly quickly with yes. new couples because if my shared vision is, oh, well, I want to be, I don't know, an ice road trucker and be gone three months out of the year. I don't know why that just was random. <laughs> really weird. Uh, well, okay. But I want to do that. And it's going to make money and I'll see really cool things. Right. Uh, well, wait a minute. That's not my vision for a marriage, right. Seth. That doesn't mm-hmm. work. Well, okay, mm-hmm. sorry. So obviously we're going to have some conflict there. So yeah. we have to have that type of, I guess, beacon, like pinnacle, like, okay, that's the Mount Everest. I'm looking Mm -hmm. to that. You're looking to that. When stuff hits the fan, okay, hey, Mel, Mm -hmm. remember this up Mm -hmm. here? Let's let's go to that. So that is of utmost importance. So how to tie that back into spirituality, oftentimes, because we really work from a biopsychosocial spiritual model, because that makes us up. uh, That's right. That's That's who we are as people. Mm -hmm. When couples have different uh, views or versions of spirituality, that doesn't mean that it it just doesn't work because mm-hmm. a lot of couples have different right. views on spirituality. Sure. Um, but when we can identify that, that's what we go towards. That's okay. That's what we can work from. Mm-hmm. So in your guys's experience, and I know we'll bounce around here, but what do you do in, in a term uh, of, of like one couple was raised Christian, one couple, I mean, one, one partner was just not and mm-hmm. they they sometimes make it work, but sometimes don't. How how would you guys address that in that way? Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm looking at my wife. <laughs> so I mean, we've had couples like that, and and just to be quite frank, um, we don't have as fruitful outcomes unless they are willing to explore something deeper. Mm-hmm. So if they say no, I'm staying here. This is how I was raised, and the other person says nope, I'm staying here. This is how I was raised. Um, for one, that's going to create a lot of conflict you know, just in their marriage, but then too, what happens when, when parenting issues right. arise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so unless they're willing to go deeper, unless they're willing to explore some of the apologetic side of things mm-hmm. and figure out like, why, why should I believe this new set of values? Why should I, you know, totally devote my life to this new system and this new, this new um, way of life? Um, unless they're willing to go there, it's just not as fruitful of, mm-hmm. of an outcome. Like, like I said, we can work on compromise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can work on, you know, boundaries and, and we can, we can see improvements, but we're just not going to have that depth and that, that freedom and excitement and the, you know, the safety and the adventure, the, those two, you know, diametrically opposed, uh, right. um, values that we all yearn for. We want to feel safe and secure, but we want adventure and risk. And mm. you can't get both of those unless your values are aligned. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a really good point. And that makes me think of the weirdest analogy, but just go with me here. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Let's cause, go. <laughs> cause I agree with you on that. The, um, 
we see the same thing with our own clients as well, is that when there isn't a shared faith, it's mm -hmm. very hard to find the sort of ought in it. You're yeah. like, well, I mean, I can, but what should I do kind of mm -hmm. thing? Yeah. Um, but the analogy or the image that came to my mind as you were speaking was like salmon. So we live out in Seattle. There's salmon okay. everywhere. They run in October. They come up the rivers and they come from the ocean. So salmon go out into the ocean and they mm -hmm. find their spawning ground. They find the river in the section of the stream that they were laid in eggs style. What do you say? <laughs> they were laid as eggs and they go back to that because it's in their, like it's a higher purpose. Mm -hmm. So imagine if a salmon didn't have that higher purpose, that higher like spawning mm -hmm. calling, mm -hmm. it would just swim around <laughs> in the ocean and then it, it would just die. Right. Like it, it wouldn't come back to the core of what it is. I know that's the that's weirdest analogy no, that's, ever. That's really interesting. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There's something deeper that drives totally. its behaviors, drives its motivation, drives mm -hmm. why it does what it does. And that's yeah. sort of the analogy that I'm drawing of when we have this, and it doesn't, again, it doesn't need to be a shared faith necessarily. We can have interfaith marriage is totally fine, but mm -hmm. we have to figure out what is our shared like morality or our mm -hmm. shared um, desires of, I don't know. Cause you're right. When parenting comes into play, holy mm -hmm. cow, this, like everything just falls out the window at that yeah. point. Um, yeah. So I think that it's something I really love that we're talking about with yeah. Yeah. you guys, especially. Um, yeah. Is there any examples that you can think of with clients? Of course, not like their names or anything, but right. like clients where, um, you, you, once you tapped into that higher power, spiritual faith, part of it, then mm -hmm. everything lifted up to it. Is there anything sure. you can share? Yeah. Well, and actually to tie it back to your, your salmon example, um, you know, <laughs> we don't want to throw away our origins regardless right. of your likes and dislikes. So, you know, you might look at your family of origin and say, here's what I really want to repeat from my family of origin. Here's what I don't want to repeat, mm -hmm. but you don't throw that away entirely. Right. right? So, um, you want to go back to that spawning ground and say like, here's something I really value from my family of origin. Maybe it, it's relevant to religion. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it was a tradition, maybe like, so, uh, I have a, a, a couple where, you know, they're Christian and she grew up Jewish and so they still celebrate Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't contradict with their Christian lifestyle and their beliefs. And so this is a tradition that she really values growing up and they celebrate Hanukkah and they, they enjoy that, that tradition around the table mm -hmm. for those nights leading up to, um, you know, the last night of Hanukkah and they light the candles and they have the gifts and it's a beautiful tradition. Mm -hmm. You don't have to throw that away just because you're not going to practice your Jewish faith anymore. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say differentiate between culture and tradition versus mm -hmm. faith and, and religion. Oh, that's yeah. great. Talk more about that. Go for it, babe. <laughs> I think you set that up great. That's, that was your candy stick. <laughs> well, that comes up. I mean, no matter even if you think you come from the same religious background, like say you grew up in the same church, right? Mm -hmm. You're still going to have different cultural upbringings. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest question here is yeah. to ask, what from my family of origin do we want to repeat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what from, from my family of origin do we not want to repeat? Mm -hmm. And this is just being extremely um, intentional. Especially, I mean, every it doesn't matter if you, you, you know, one person's from Africa and another person is from Europe. You can have people from the same town, but completely different, you know, cultures, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. right? So, um, so just asking those questions, being very intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we talked on a the previous episode, Melanie, when you were mm -hmm. saying that you know my family were, were huggers or not huggers yeah, and yeah. not very outwardly affectionate, mm -hmm. and maybe Seth, yours were. So, 
you know, just that's right there, thing, that's a cultural right? difference. Right. Yeah, we see that in different cultures are more huggy and more like, but you're still we're very different. Mm-hmm. So I think being very intentional with those kind of conversations that are not in the moment. You didn't just hug me. So I'm, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. You could have hugged me and just ended this whole argument, but you didn't and walked away. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right. So if we don't have those conversations in the moment, but be very intentional about having those, yeah. maybe on a road trip, maybe over coffee mm-hmm. and, and continually asking those things. Yeah. But like, so these are kind of like some of the fears I think that people have, like my parents, my grandparents, all my family are from this tradition or this uh, maybe religion. And I've, I fear dishonoring them mm. for changing religion. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and we that is a, that is definitely a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but to um, like kind of what you guys are saying, if you marry somebody though that's from a different, maybe a different um, religion, then and there's that, or maybe someone's an atheist and there's a religion there. Like there are lots of differences here, and mm-hmm. um, or maybe you're dating somebody. This would be the time really to see, you know, if there is. Uh, open-mindedness mm-hmm. yeah. to seeking out truth mm-hmm. because that's really, I think what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, I'm a Christian, not because I was raised a Christian, but because um, I believe that there are good reasons to believe that this is true, mm-hmm. that Jesus rose from the dead. Um, I was actually there not to get way into my story, but I had kind of a crisis of faith in school mm-hmm. and I was ready to walk away. Like, Hey, if this isn't right, even Paul, um, uh, a writer of the new Testament that wrote a lot of the letters in the new Testament, which means the the last half of the Bible. Um, Paul said that if, if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, then we are of all men, most miserable talking about Christians. <laughs> right. Then we're, then we're just like, you know, believing on nothing. And that's kind of a sad thing to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I guess I'm encouraging, don't make your changes just based on fear mm-hmm. or, uh, maybe not make changes just because, you know, like I'm, I, I don't want to anger anybody. Make your changes because, um, well, first of all, maybe the impetus will be, so maybe we can be on the same page, but maybe have a more open mind about is Christianity true or and I know I'm using a universal there, mm-hmm. but there are things that are true and there are things that are not true. And search, mm-hmm. search that out. Look at the mm-hmm. evidence. So like when we were dating, that that was actually when Adam was going through this crisis of faith. Sorry, hold on. His phone sorry. just rang. That's okay. Who's the silly person? <laughs> no, is that, okay, is this okay, guys? I know this probably is like way different than normal, No, no, right? this is Oh, perfect. no, it's perfect. This perfect. is awesome. So okay. say that again. Sorry, what yeah. were you saying? When Adam was yeah. through crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we were dating, Adam was actually going through this crisis of faith. And um, I was working at a Christian bookstore. And um, so I was like, well... There, I have the book you're talking about. He's talking about Josh McDowell. And, you know, like, it's like, I have that. I see that book on the shelf here. I was like, let's both get a copy of that book and let's search this out together. Like, let's. Um, the book was Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Yeah. So it was the mm-hmm. first book that we read together. We both had a copy and we were highlighting and asking questions. We were searching this out, which is what, you know, Paul said that 
those the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they questioned Paul. Mm. They decided, I'm not just going to listen to you and believe that what you say is true. I'm going to search the scriptures to figure out that what you're saying is true. Mm -hmm. And so, and that goes not just the scriptures, which is special revelation and theology, but looking at general revelation, like what does science and philosophy and archaeology have to say? And so we did that research together and that mm -hmm. strengthened our, that gave us such a foundation for mm -hmm. our marriage. And had we not done that, I don't know like how our how our marriage would have turned out, yeah. you know, because that has been such a foundation to who right. we are and what our marriage stands for. Because that, now it, yeah. I was oh, just going to say, now it gives us a moral compass. Yeah. Yeah. That mm -hmm. says, you know, because I believe that there's a God because of good arguments um, and Jesus rose from the dead. Because this, of good arguments. This is why I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah. And so because I'm a Christian, then I have this sort, these sort of moral norms that mm -hmm. husbands ought to love their wives like Christ loved the church and mm -hmm. gave himself for them. Mm -hmm. And wives ought to respect their husbands. Mm -hmm. And so I have this... Not in a doormat kind of way. That's right. an Ephesians 5.33 reference. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember that the husbands loving their wives is in a self-sacrificial way. Yeah. Right. Serving. So when we have this model and we have a, a kind of a guidebook to go mm -hmm. from, we have a norm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We can have a norm to set, look at and go, okay, I, I need to work on this Yeah. and you need, and, and, mm -hmm. and I need to work, need to on, work that. on that. Yeah. Right. Right. No, right. I love that. And it's mm -hmm. interesting because for me, that is this, like my, I became a Christian at 19 before mm -hmm. then I did whatever I wanted. Didn't care. I was raised yep. Catholic, but zero cared about it. Okay. Um, and, and I felt like, so going back to that, like dig into these questions, don't yes. just like believe whatever, don't not believe whatever, but dig into them. Mm -hmm. Because from my perspective, when I became a Christian, it felt like, um, this is the analogy I use all the time. Like God was just like, and knocked me off of my feet mm. and was like, you're going to be different now. And I'm like, wow. what? And so <laughs> everything was different. So I had to question everything I did because everything uh. I did before was not ideal or great mm, or life-giving. Yeah. And so from my perspective, Faith was, um, what would the word be? It was very inconvenient. I lost yeah. all my friends when I yeah. became a Christian. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I did not have people saying, you need to become a Christian and you're a sinner and you're blah, blah, blah. Like it was just on its own. It wow. happened. And it was mm -hmm. the weirdest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And so I follow it because of how um, it presents itself to me. Sure. It's yeah. so much bigger than me. It's not a person saying yes. you need to do this and you're mm -hmm. bad and you're that. Yep. And if you do this, you'll be good. You go to heaven. Like that's not my jam at all. That's not why yeah. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love that you say like dive into it, look into yeah. it, understand the truth and, and understand that stuff. It. Like you mm. said, like sometimes we lean too far to the the side of like evidence, right? right. Where we aren't interested in that experience, but God right. offers relationship and experience. So you have to seek that experience mm -hmm. out too. Mm -hmm. So that's actually one of the questions we recommend couples ask each other when they're dating. So we actually, well, we'll talk about this maybe later, but we created card decks because mm -hmm. we saw the need for this. And one of the questions in, in one of our card decks is what was the, in our realizations, what was a landmark spiritual experience for your partner? Mm, and awesome. so we want you to know that about your partner before you marry them. Like we want yeah. you to know what was their upbringing? What was a landmark, landmark spiritual experience? Not just did they search out their faith? What's their relationship mm -hmm. like with their pastor? That's important. But what was a landmark spiritual experience for them? Mm -hmm. you know? That's really cool. I love that question because it's like that 
example Can that you guys each of us that well yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna get to that like the 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 really <laughs> galvanizing experience that you guys had like you were both reading this book together right. and you said yeah i don't know where we'd be if we did, didn't have that mm-hmm. so that yeah. is just real proof that the the power of spirituality in a marriage or in a relationship is so important mm-hmm. but yeah. i'm gonna I'm going to go Berean on you guys. Okay, I guess, right? yeah. let's do it. <laughs> right? But then just really ask and have a conversation because I didn't have some crazy experience like Melanie did. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, I just right, there's a church on every corner. We went to church. Okay, it's what you did. And it was all like very black and white. Do this, you're fine. Do this, you're not fine. Mm-hmm. And then even culturally, you're like, do this, you're fine. Do this, you're not fine. Well, wait a minute. How does that intersect with spirituality? And this yeah. cultural thing that you're talking about literally doesn't even matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like unlearning all that stuff. And right. um, well, and what? I think it's important to say mm-hmm. that our experiences with faith are very like yeah. they could not be more different. But mm-hmm. we are both mm-hmm. Christian. Like, right. Yeah. So uh, even just how I was introduced to faith was uh-huh. so different than how he right. was introduced mm-hmm. to faith. Right. right. So right. so in your card deck, which I, I love that question. I've never yeah. heard it posed that way. Like what was a, a really kind of formative spiritual experience that we can talk yeah. about? So what if I have a different definition of spiritual experience than Melanie does, right. mm-hmm. you know, like, because I really do question a lot of stuff. I think I did that sure. even before I moved to Seattle mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, wait a minute. It's not just black and white. There's so many yeah. other different experiences mm-hmm. and not just like in a pluralistic kind of way, like do everything. Everything's right. fine, you know, because like, right, you know, right. what, what Paul says, uh, everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial. What if right? Paul right. didn't say that? Don't say it in front of them. What if <laughs> you're wrong? Did he say did that? Did Paul say that? He did that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Ooh, high five. You got that one. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a biblical scholar. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> He's hitting it out of the park. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But um, so I can do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Right. Like we had a right. conversation, like there's this French bakery in Seattle that I absolutely love. Okay. And I can, we can afford that I can go there two or three times a day if I you wanted sure to, could. right? Yeah, I can do yeah. it. Who cares? <laughs> sure. That's not beneficial for my heart, my cholesterol, my waistline. Right. Your wallet. My wallet. It's expensive. Right? You got so it. Mm-hmm. I really like looking at it that way. So that's good. How would you guys address? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Great question from the card deck. My, my understanding and version of spirituality is different. Or a spiritual experience. A spiritual mm-hmm. experience or, right. or, or, or like even the definition of spiritual because right. that's yeah. different for everybody. So it how is. would you guys address that in a way? It is. Yeah. So first of all, both of your spiritual experiences have value because they're part of your journey, leading mm. you to more that God has for you. And Jesus says, knock and the door will be open. Yeah. Seek and you shall find. You're like, he's talking about, you know, if if you're on this journey and you're seeking, you'll find. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that just, I was mm-hmm. just tagging on what you're saying. You will find if you're looking for evidence or God or experience, I I feel like God will lead you toward Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're honest in your seeking. But some mm-hmm. people aren't seeking, right? They're kind of right. closed off to that. Mm-hmm. And so that's key is if you're seeking, you will find. Mm-hmm. And now that you're you're joint, whether you're, you know, intending to get married, you're dating, especially if you're married, you're now one flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yes, you're differentiated, you know, or not not kind of 
touching on that piece, but, but seek spiritual experience now jointly, Mm -hmm. have your own walk with God, have your own experiences. That's going to express differently. Whoever's more of an artist is probably going to have more of an artistic, creative, spiritual experience. And the person who's maybe more of a um, logician will have more of an evidence-based experience. And and tagging with that, Mm -hmm. another, another verse, Uh since we're on the Bible thing. Um, the God or Jesus says, love the Lord, thy God with all thy heart, which is the matter of the will, mm-hmm. mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's our whole person. So the mm-hmm. artist, I'm an artist. Yeah. The artist, um, yes, he's very, it's, it's funny, but I, I guess I have the, the dual realms going on, but the artist can be very like ethereal and, you know, like kind of woo woo, right? Mm-hmm. And never go, never go into the logic. Mm-hmm. The logician can never seek the spiritual or the experiential, and I think both lose out on mm-hmm. the full experience of what God's calling them to. If you don't mm-hmm. seek the other, so when you can, and not saying that both of you are going to be in that, like some couples, you might both be artistic, and you know more right brain versus left brain, or mm-hmm. vice versa, but. Um, in a lot of couples, we see that one person is more right brain, one person is more left brain. Right. And so they're going to tend toward evidence or experience. Mm-hmm. But if you can come together, I mean, the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Mm-hmm. So, and that goes not just for like people that you're, you know, witnessing to or sharing the gospel with, but it also goes for like, creative work that you do, Mm -hmm. a business that you create, Mm -hmm. a ministry work, a humanitarian effort. If you can come together and join forces, you can put 10,000 to flight. Like that's Mm -hmm. so it's exponential power. And Mm -hmm. so if you can seek out a spiritual experience together and we're huge advocates of this, pray together, Mm -hmm. you know, like some, for some people that is so awkward. They're like, what do I say in front of my spouse? What do I do? Yeah. And, and, so and then also, okay, uh-huh. I'm, I'm balancing her right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at the same time, I grew up with his spiritual experience. Yeah. So I didn't have the other side. I, I came across a quote by, I think it was uh, actually C.S. Lewis, who said that the heart cannot delight in what your mind rejects as false. Mm. And I, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. My heart started, stopped delighting in what my mind was saying, well, I'm in my um, astronomy and my, you know, philosophy and in my biology classes. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how this works with the Bible. Does science contradict? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had to go the other way and say, well, I have all these questions. If Jesus didn't rise, I don't want to waste my time. Mm -hmm. If he didn't raise from the dead, like, yeah. and I think if anybody raises from the dead and they were really dead, that's a pretty good (laughs) indication that someone's you should probably listen to what Jesus said, <laughs> right? So, and that's kind of the way I went. So in that, I think the couple has to be open, especially if you're dating. But mm-hmm. if you are married, open your mind up a little bit and, and embrace the questions. Yeah. I think questioning is good. Doubt toward faith, mm-hmm. if you can. Like, there are so many good reasons, but sometimes for fear of finding out answers that aren't good, mm. or maybe they read only from one side, well, mm-hmm. read both. I, mm. I know a lot of people who read a lot of, like, a lot of newspapers and watch a lot of, you know, stuff online that's mm-hmm. very antithetical to 
belief and mm-hmm. spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, or vice versa. A lot of Christians are so hesitant to right. read the other side because they're like, Am I, is my faith going to get stripped away? But that mm-hmm. can strengthen you if you're doubting toward faith. Right. We have a whole bookshelf full of like, uh, we have the Book of Mormon. We've got the atheist plan for da-da-da. We've got like... All the sorts Quran. Of the Quran. We've right. we have all that because we want we want to know what's all out there, right? Mm-hmm. And why do be, why do we believe what we believe? Why have we chosen what we've chosen? Mm-hmm. And so, don't be afraid to figure out, like, to ask questions and to doubt toward faith and figure out what's out there. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love. That's so awesome. I love that you're open minded in that way, and that you're uh, because we are complex people. Our family yeah. of origin, our our histories, they're so complex. Shared experience, yeah. individual and shared experience. Yeah, that we yeah. can't we can't just like I don't know. I just love that that's your energy around it. I think that that's so so helpful. So I want to ask, what are some spiritual? What was the question? Ask the card deck yeah. one again. Okay, so the one from the realizations deck. I don't. You want to grab the deck? So we or we. I or can what was it like? What it. spiritual experience? Yeah. So what's what was a landmark? The, so the realizations deck is you're quizzing each other on your your spouse, your your partner's um, experience. Mm-hmm. So it's like how well do you know your partner? So it's kind of a game. So it's kind of a game. So oh, Melanie, cool. you would answer this question, and then it provides a platform for Seth to kind of clarify. So you mm-hmm. would you would answer what is a landmark spiritual experience that Seth has had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could just see if you can get it right and then he'll kind of fill in fill in the gaps. What if oh, I can't get it right? You might. Uh, what if I don't not- know one? <laughs> <laughs> and oh. it might be very different from yours. So try to right. think outside your mm-hmm. box. I don't know if I know one. Give me a hint. Can you give me a hint? Well, uh, so there's no way that you can know them because we just have had no reason to talk about it because like one okay. was I when I was like, 16 oh, in, wait, I do in, know in one. church. One was when we were going no, through... No, no, no. I know one. So okay, okay. One <laughs> was, and maybe, yeah, when you did... So we are... Okay, this is going to sound so out of place for a second. I I'm Native American. You, okay. I don't... I look as white as a daisy, but I'm I'm really not. <laughs> wow. It's a facade. Okay. Uh, but really, my grandmother was raised on a reservation. We work in Native country. Mm-hmm. So okay. Seth has run Sweat Lodge before. Uh-huh. Which is like the you know the little like it's a traditional dome thing, and you bury it out, of, yeah. and you put yeah. a hot rock in there and steam uh-huh. it. Right. It's like a sauna. Uh, okay. And I do know that you had a spiritual experience where mm-hmm. it was like stars inside of it, right. and you were like tripping. But it was, it was like, like a, great. it was a, a very meditative experience, wow. like mm-hmm. connection to to God. Not in really anything in a way that I grew up with. Right. My mm. my mom and grandma are also native. Um, and I didn't grow up that way. I grew up more Christian, right? But right. this mm-hmm. experience was like, oh my gosh, this is so real. There mm. is like, God is is here in in a mm. very different way, right? But sure. then also had but very wait, wait, powerful. Wait, wait, wait. So then that's my okay. that was my answer. So then what's the second part? He yeah. has to fill in the details. What was correct? It? Yeah. So he would say, yeah, you're right. I did have that experience, and here's more of that detail. Or actually, this experience was more of a landmark spiritual experience than ah, me. I wouldn't cool. say that one was it. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Okay. Cool. So another one, and was when we were going through the really hard times. We're like, okay, uh, she gave me a black eye. I thought she was going to kill me. All this stuff. I had nothing left. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can't lean on my own understanding right now. God, right. What is it? And I remember being in our old house. I pushed you towards the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I guess so. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. You're awesome. No. Um, and I was just on my face crying. It was like 2 a.m. in the morning. I was like, there is nothing. I have nothing. God, 
please right. come mm. down. And yeah. it wasn't like a voice from God or anything, sure. but just a really strong knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay. And I was like, oh, so that was a very powerful spiritual experience for right. you. Yeah. I know that you you became a Christian when you were 19 mm-hmm. and just kind of like changed all of your stuff. And like you went from very, okay, I can do whatever to not like super black and white rigid, but like, I'm not doing that thing anymore. There's no benefit in that. There's no fruit in that. I'm going towards Mm -hmm. this fruit. And that was a very powerful experience for you. That was huge for me. I think the one that stands out the most though, that is going to sound super trippy, which I like, I don't share that often is Mm -hmm. when your mom. Okay. So side story. Uh, Mm -hmm. When, when we first got engaged, his mom was not digging it. She did not appreciate me. I think at the time I had a shaved head so I could see why. <laughs> like covered in tattoos, <laughs> and, and shaved tattoos, head, right. whatever. Uh, from a you different still, part you of the world. still got the tattoos right? though. Yeah. yeah. So she called me on the phone and like ripped me a new one. She let me know every which way from Sunday how terrible I was. Mm. And wow. in that moment, I was like, what am I going to do? And I felt this presence of like, like a divine, I always say that this way, it's a, it was a divine moment where God gave me the exact thing I needed to say. And mm-hmm. I told her, you know, in the most kind way ever, I was like, you know, this is our moment to really shine. Like you can love him as a mother and I can love him as a wife and we can Mm. like make his life great by, by honoring our different roles in this way. Mm -hmm. And then the crazy part about that was that, right. I sent her that email. I sent an email after she Mm -hmm. called me the second I hit send, it was like a demon was behind me and I don't, this is not how I live. I'm not like, Oh yeah. Demons are everywhere. Everybody's sure. (laughs) It was like the fear and evil was just like right behind me and I remember Mm -hmm. being so afraid I've never had an experience like that before or since thankfully and I called Seth and we just prayed Mm -hmm. and we essentially like and that was Mm -hmm. sort of my first clue which again this will sound super weird but I feel like the devil is after our marriage nonstop. I feel like I mean he just does not want this thing to succeed because if Mm -hmm. he can tear our marriage apart our yes. ministry is gone. Guys, yep. we can't right. help any more couples. If and he our can, kids are affected yep. and, yep. you know, and the impact kids. of divorce. Yep. Right. Yes. We, yeah. we and their kids. Spiritual warfare. People right. think spiritual mm-hmm. warfare is like this woo-woo thing that, you know, we can't tap into. Like, no, what you're describing right now, right. the devil wants to wreck our marriages. Like, that's spiritual warfare. Right. Mm-hmm. And every day yeah. we engage in that. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you even, I didn't even think to say it that way, which is weird. I've heard mm-hmm. spiritual warfare a million times and like never applied it to our own sure. spiritual stuff. But yeah, yeah, that for me is a really huge moment that was totally. sort of almost like codifying, like I mm. need to fight extra hard because I yeah. do feel like there is a, a sort of a war going on. But what are experiences yeah. that you guys have had? I'd love to hear them. Sure. Yeah. But by Ooh. the way, I just want to say that probably strengthened your marriage big mm-hmm. time because that you were engaged. It was very pivotal as foundational mm-hmm. and you guys came together, you called him. And then when you guys hit rock bottom a couple years later, what did Seth know to do to strengthen right. your marriage? Right. Mm-hmm. Girl, he prayed with you preach. five times a day. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and we, we go so, back to what we know, right? Yeah. Again, talking about family yes. of origin. And sometimes yes. we go back to, those maladaptive, non-helpful patterns and reactions mm-hmm. because we learned it from a family of origin. I've always done this mm-hmm. way kind of thing. But when we can go back to like, oh. Lean on your faith. Lean on right. lean That's on your right. faith, you know. Lean That's on that. Right. That higher. I don't know. Sometimes I call it like inner knowing. Of course, if we, mm-hmm. you know, Christians mm-hmm. believe, okay, well, God lives here, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Like our inner knowing and God puts certain wisdom mm-hmm. in us right. and stuff that we can yeah. lean back on. So that's a very totally. good point. Totally. But, yes. um, I know that we've been talking a lot and I, I feel guilty. It's like, we're question. interviewing them. So, okay. <laughs> so you, you guys tell us a little bit about um, a, a, a strengthening uh, spiritual experience that both of you had individually. Yeah. Sure. 
That's sure. what well, that's what therapists tend to do. Just bounce the mic or, back and yeah. forth. Yeah. So for for me, I mean, so we both grew up in church, and this is one of those examples of like we grew up in the same even denomination. And so you could look at us, we're both white. You could think like, oh, we probably don't have any family of origin differences. Um, but we so do. And so um, you know, I grew up in, I had a very Pentecostal upbringing and mm. so received the Holy Spirit when I was six years old. And I still remember that moment. It was in Oregon actually. Mm. And, um, I remember that moment. I remember where I was standing and I remember it was such a pivotal moment where like the spirit of God entered me and, and I was, I was never the same, even though I was six. But when you're six, you don't have all the life experience to accompany the, the spiritual maturity that you have when you when you have, you know, deeper pivotal moments with mm-hmm. God later. And so, um, yeah, it was um, when we were dating. Um, so I had I had actually um, grown up in a very um, so my family is very, very healthy in terms of, you know, like the basics that you would measure in, in a, in a healthy family. And, um, but the, the church that I grew up in, we found out later that he, um, that pastor actually went to prison, um, for child molestation. And yes. it was just, there was so much brokenness around that. Yeah. Thankfully we weren't impacted directly, but obviously growing up under that pastor, like there was a lot of, um, impact, um, indirectly. And so, um, I had, and that was right before we started dating. And so I had this season of brokenness around that grief around that Mm -hmm. and, and grief, by the way, just from a therapeutic perspective can lead to so much, um, spiritual health. Mm -hmm. If you can grieve well, allow yourself the space to grieve because your, your spirit, your mind, and your body are all connected. And so when you can allow yourself that space to grieve, that emotional cathartic, um, experience can lead to, spiritual health if you if you lean in toward your support system so i leaned in i leaned in toward my support system and adam became part of that support system and um, that season of grief for me was so healing and um, a very a very huge spiritual experience in my life mm-hmm. right wow awesome well said yeah. <laughs> uh for me so i had a, the same early experience with the holy ghost that chris is talking about um when i was eight or seven I can, yeah, I remember everything too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, then my wandering of in my mind later on in my life, um, I remember <laughs> sitting outside my um, one of my philosophy classes um, in my car because I was at that time working with a full-time working, full-time, I, I think I was taking like 22 units <laughs> that <laughs> semester. Uh, so I was quite full-time. And uh, I remember sitting outside on my way. Um, I was a few minutes early, and the whole time I tend to, li- I'm an audio learner. So I read, obviously. But um, I listen to a lot of like debates. I listen to a lot of lectures. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I'm a consumer, I guess, in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember listening to uh, Gary Habermas um, on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I remember there was a time where, because I, I was pretty settled that God existed because of a lot of previous studies, but I remember listening to that and uh, just crying after the realization of like the full evidential weight was like all in front of me and is like, wow, Jesus resurrected. And I always remember just crying 
and feeling like God's spirit just come in that car. Mm-hmm. And that was a powerful moment for me because I needed that. I needed that cornerstone to work from. Mm-hmm. I'm a very much like if I believe something then I believe it. Um, but I want really good evidence for it. Mm-hmm. And so that was probably one of the most impactful moments for me. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been healed. I've had stuff like that. But of course, you can look back and go, well, that, that could have just been like, you know, taking a sugar pill there. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I mean, that's what my mind says. Uh, I, okay, like just to justify and give God a little bit of credit here. <laughs> like I had just, I had torn my meniscus and I got an MRI just re- like a week before that. And a guy was like, oh, your, your legs hurt. Can I pray for it? I'm like, okay, fine. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> he prayed for my knee and then I, I was fine. Mm. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. So <laughs> pretty incredible. It's incredible. So like, but I've had it says that just shall walk by faith. Mm. And um, you know, faith is active trust. And I think when you walk in trust, it's active trust, right? When you're walking in that, in that belief and trust and trusting in God to show you and show you the way, mm-hmm. you begin to interact with the miraculous. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what happened happens all throughout my life. I can give you lots of examples, but I, that was probably a cornerstone in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, those, I mean, I can clearly see the, the, the weight and the, the power grab <clears throat> and the gravity that that just holds to both of you individually. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, again, that galvanizing experience and then how yeah. that also ties into what your guys's shared vision is for your mm-hmm. marriage. You know, you're like, okay, this is the pinnacle. Yes. When stuff hits the fan, this is what we go to. Right. So let's yes. lean on that. Not look at each other and yeah. get uh, you know upset or hurt yeah. or all kinds of stuff. But right. I, I'm, I want to be aware of your guys' time as well. Um, but if you could talk maybe just briefly about how you guys see this play out in coaching and mm-hmm. um, what br- what really uh, kind of uh, is your sweet spot when you are talking to couples for for both of you. Yeah. Well, our favorite place that this plays out in coaching um, started with our own story. Um, So Dear Young Mary Couple was birthed on a backpacking trip. (laughs) And we feel God so much. I mean, we feel God in prayer at our home. We feel God at church, but we feel God so much when we are in the mountains Mm. um, because that's where the general revelation speaks. Um, You know, like, so in theology, there's the special revelation, which is what we get in scripture. And then there's general revelation, which is what we, we see God in, in his creation. I think that's why there's a lot of spirituality. Like it's hard to say that there's nothing when Uh, you look at at the universe, when you look at how wonderfully we're made. Right. That's cool. So yeah, we, we feel God so much when we are on a backpacking trip, when we're hiking together and we we brainstorm and we, it's like, you just have this supernatural surge. And we get, mm-hmm. we get rid of the phones. Yes, <laughs> like you right. get rid of a lot the of noise. the distractions, the noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our favorite uh, way to implement this in coaching is on our two on two intensives. When we bring couples out into the woods and we call it a Jeep retreat, but a lot of it's the backpacking. It's the, you know, sitting in hammocks around the fire and like talking about the dreams, the goals, the healing work that needs to be done. And God is a part of that, mm. uh, the central part of that. Mm. And um, so that's, that's I think, our favorite place to see it. But we also implement um, the, the value system and spiritual experience in our well, coaching. Well, you know, like everybody has that finely tuned ear for their area of genius. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I hear people thinking, um, I try to be a safe place mm-hmm. for people to question and think. Yeah. And, and, Everybody makes sense when you hear their story. So I, mm-hmm. I like to try to hear their story and hear where mm-hmm. they're coming from. And, and you know, 
maybe there's a tidbit of knowledge or a book mm-hmm. or something that I can help them with their walk. Because mm-hmm. everybody's at a different place mm-hmm. and yeah. can't ram any truth or anything down people's throats. So, mm-hmm. so just being there for them to hear them and be a safe place for them to talk it through and be right. a soundboard for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I love what I love doing. Right. And we pray with yeah. our couples in session. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big part of what we do. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're closing in prayer. Um, and it kind of just gives a, obviously we give homework and we give action items mm-hmm. and, and practical things, but in the, capping it with that spiritual experience, right. even just in session, mm-hmm. um, kind of gives them a launching point spiritually of like, okay, like, I'm motivated. I'm encouraged. Let's go do this. There's a spirit of unity in the couple right. too. That's amazing. So actually that ties in perfectly. Why don't you tell our listeners like where they should look for your stuff, what stuff you have out there and all of that. Just share more about what you do and what they should go look sure. at. Sure. Yeah. So you can find our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. Uh, we also have a podcast, Dear Young Married Couple, and uh, we have an Instagram, Facebook, Dear Young Married Couple. Um, we found a while back that there was a gap in resources when it comes to conversations that couples need to be having, whether they're dating, engaged, married. And so we actually created uh, resources a couple years ago called Foundations and Sexpectations. Mm -hmm. And so our Foundations deck is uh, a teaching deck, but it's uh, a deck of 52 cards, each card with a question for the couple to ask about the relationship. So it's for dating and married couples. And so it asks questions about your communication styles, your conflict resolution, your family of origin, um, sex and intimacy, finances, leisure, responsibilities. Yeah, Mm, it's great. And yeah, it's it's uh, each question has the each card has a question, but then it also has a tip at the bottom Mm. of the card or a studies show, and um, really gives them the opportunity to grow in that area. And then Sexpectations is all about your sex life and your sexuality in general. Um, and well, The gap here, there's plenty of stuff on sex, but uh, a lot of it didn't line up with, right. um, I, well, I would say our beliefs, but really the research. Right. Um, you know, right. it was encouraging things that weren't beneficial for a marriage. And, and so we're like, you know, this could be, we need to, we want to help in that area. Yeah. So uh, making couples talk about areas that need to be talked about, but right. in a healthy way that's that's right. backed up by research. And yeah. two of the big things that we heard um, in terms of feedback, because now this is, so the card decks are on Amazon. Um, we've sold thousands and thousands of decks now in the last couple of years, but one, one of the big uh, pieces of feedback that we heard, especially in those first couple months when it came out was, these are questions I never knew I needed to ask. Mm -hmm. And it's making a huge impact on our marriage, our sex life. But then a second piece of feedback is this is question. These are questions I've always had that I wanted to ask my spouse, but I just didn't know how. Mm. And I didn't know when. Without making it awkward. Making it weird. (laughs) And so this gives them an opportunity to do that because the question's right there on the, on the deck. Right. Mm -hmm. So people will ask the, the questions on road trips. Um, They'll ask the questions. They'll just put it in their nightstand, maybe mm-hmm. ask a card or two um, throughout the week. And so it's um, then then we came out with realizations the following year, which is specifically for dating couples, but married mm-hmm. couples can do it, too. Um, and it's how well do you know your partner um, mm-hmm. preparing them for marriage, making sure they understand and know a lot about their partner. Well, no, it, we, we spend a lot of time on in that deck on kind of on the personal, but on like values mm-hmm. and goals and where are you going? Do you want to link up with this person? You know, are right. you going in the same direction? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. 
back yeah. to that shared value. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Like really exactly. determining that and uh, becoming aware not only for yourself, but uh, how this, how my shared value interacts with hers right. and how mm-hmm. we can make it And lines better. up or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. That's right. And I love that you use uh, research as your found, like one of the foundations and like that is the line up with the research. Because mm-hmm. if yeah. we're lining it up with culture, it ain't going to help our marriage. Right. It's probably right. going right. to harm it. Uh, but this right. has been awesome. We love you guys. This has just been Aww. some amazing conversation. Yeah. And it feels like the beginnings of really great more conversations mm-hmm. that we should be yes. having. Yes. Um, but yes. yeah, we so our listeners, go check them out. See what they're doing. Go to their websites. We'll link everything. And yeah, we just are so thankful for you guys for joining us. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you for having you guys. us. It's All right, awesome. guys. It's Such been an fun. Honor. Talk to you later. Have a good day. Bye. 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 